Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me right now is Gerald Hurricane Harris. He will be fighting at Bellator 202 on July 13th <laughs> versus Yaroslav Amosov in Thackerville, Oklahoma. What's going on, Jared? Welcome to Kumite Radio. Yo, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> I sure, thought you were like here from Korea. I didn't know you was actually over there right now. What time is it? It's uh, 1140 at night. Okay. Damn. Okay. I was running late. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No worries. Now, I want to start off, since I am in Asia, this is the, you know, one of the, I guess this is the best MMA podcast in Asia. 2011. All right. All right. 2011. Dream 17. You went to Japan. Saitama Super Arena. It is the only fight that you have, you have ever taken outside the U.S. You faced and defeated a pretty gritty veteran, Kazuhiro Yakamura. Take us back to yeah. that experience. Man, I tell you, it was definitely fun. I had just been released from the UFC, um, and I had lost my first fight outside the UFC. So I was on a two-fight losing streak um, that year, and uh, it, was, it was a really rough time for me. So after the two-fight losing streak, I finally pulled off a win against a guy that used to be a heavyweight that dropped down to 185. I just kept getting these hard fights, man. Anthony Ruiz was like a truck. He just never stopped coming. You know, he's very rarely been finished. So I break my hand for the first time ever in that fight. And I'm out for like six months, dude. This is like maybe March. So I get a call to fight in Japan way before I'm supposed to fight again. Like, the doctor's like, nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, dude, it's in Japan. Uh, I'm going, I don't care. And uh, I took that fight a little sooner than I should have. Um, I was actually still in, in rehab, physical therapy, when I, when I took that fight. And uh, I just wanted to go to Japan so bad, you know? It was an amazing experience. Um, the only thing I'll say is, I ate some gas station sushi, or like, <laughs> Like some corner store sushi, yeah, and it kind of got in an argument with my stomach, and yeah, that messed me up. So that's the only thing I'll say not to do over there. <laughs> was there any uh, culture shock, or you know, the fans are a little bit different in in this part of the world? No, I'm. I actually study. I, I wanted anthropologists and colleges, you know, study the culture of people, and I still do it on my own time. I love people. I love to travel. I want to go to every continent. Um, that's one of my things on my bucket list. But no, it wasn't a shock to me because I had already studied the Japanese culture and martial arts, and I knew it was going to be quiet. Because I remember watching the old Pride fights, and I mean, they'd ooh and they'd ah, but they are super quiet. Even the American people over there are like, they're like, okay, I can't make all that noise because they'll look at you like, yo, shut up. And I could hear my feet moving, you know? It was crazy. It was peaceful, but I kind of liked the ruckus. Uh, it was kind of weird. <laughs> I felt like I was sparring at the gym, you know. But I fought, like, one of the, um, 
Yaka, I can't say his name. I apologize. But uh, Nakamura. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, Nakamura. And he was so <laughs> tough. It was something I had ever been taken down in a fight. Ever. I've never been taken down in a fight. And he threw me on my head. And it's funny because the whole camp, we joked about him throwing me on my head. And we did a drill where I did a cartwheel and jumped up because he does judo. And literally, he threw me exactly how I did in, in, the, in us joking around. So we don't, we don't joke around anymore about getting anything to us. <laughs> <laughs> I read that uh, you were in talks with Comedy Central for a half-hour special. How has that progressed? Yeah, man, you know, it, I was really excited about it. I sent in a video. It was one of my best. Um, stand-up specials ever. I did 45 minutes on stage in December of 2017. Got a standing ovation. I don't know if you know who um, Adam Hunter is. He was the MC that night. And he was like, dude, that was great. So he gave me the connection and we're still waiting. I'll find out by the end of this month, which is like tomorrow. <laughs> so there, at first we were supposed to find out in February and then they changed it to June. So I emailed them and they emailed me back and said they don't know exactly what's going on right now, but it's supposed to be you earn a 45-minute special or a half-hour special with them televised. So if that doesn't happen, I have big plans. I'm going to either do a YouTube special or I'll pitch something to like Hulu or Netflix. But I'm definitely going to be on one of those soon because I just I have big, big plans for comedy, man. Yeah, definitely. Nowadays, there's so many avenues or you know places that you can sell your specials too so i'm pretty sure one of those places is going to pick it up and we're going oh, yeah. to watch it soon i'm actually performing tonight i'm doing a <laughs> show tonight it's my 20 year high school reunion i think my opponent's 20 years old <laughs> um i'm having my 20 year reunion uh two weeks before i fight a 20 year old kid so <laughs> um it's going to be cool. Uh, I'm hosting a, a show tonight. It's going to be pretty fun. I love comedy, dude. I could literally walk on stage right now after this interview and be up there for an hour. Uh, I love fighting. Um, it's something that I'm good at. Uh, I'm passionate about winning. But comedy, dude, that, that trumps everything, man. Laughter, man. Laughter is just something that everybody loves. Yeah, it's better than getting punched and kicked in the knee in front of a whole bunch of people. So... For sure. Let's go back to your last fight, Bellator 198. You suffered a loss in your debut. It was short notice, but, you know, no one ever wants to lose. No, Were there man. any injuries from that fight? And how long did it take you, take you to get back on the horse? I was back in the gym, like, Monday. I didn't, I didn't take no time off. I just considered it another workout. But I had no intentions on losing, regardless of how much money they paid me. My goal was going there and trying to take him out because – I was in okay shape, but I wasn't in shape to be my best for three rounds. And they knew that, and he knew that. So his goal was to either let it go to deep waters or submit me quick, which I've never been submitted. So they didn't expect to submit me. Um, I, I've very rarely even been in submissions. Other than my second fight, I mean, I'm sorry, my seventh fight ever, I hadn't been in a triangle or armbar or nothing since. Um, and it was just kind of crazy, man. He, uh, We went to the ground too soon, and boom, I got caught. People, why, why are you so disappointed? You're on Bellator, you got paid. It just, man, you put so much work in, dude. Like, they understand all the years. And you, I finally got one of the op opportunities that I've always wanted, and, and boom, it just happened so quick. So, But I'm cool. I'm back. And the only thing I have now is, man, they got me kind of bouncing up between 185 and 170. 170. 
170 is just such a hard cut, man. So, but if I got to do it, I got to do it. As you get up in age, does it get harder and harder and harder for you? What is so difficult? Is it the beginning of the cut or is it the end? Everything. It's just the older you get, the harder it is. Your metabolism slows down. I'm 38, man. I'll be 39 this year. I'll be 40 next year. So I don't have that 25-year-old body where I can just eat those and, and, you know, cut weight. I have to do everything, like, super strategic. Um, it's really hard, but I'll tell you this. It's, it's worth it. It's just really hard, man. I wish it was a part of the process. Um, it kind of takes away from your focus on the fight. Um, making weight. I think about making weight 24-7 from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. And it's very just, like, it's very draining, mentally and physically draining. But when it's over, it's over. So I look forward to that day um, that we weigh in and boom, go. I just hope there's no evening weigh-ins. I like, I like Bellator's early weigh-ins. They weigh in at like 9 o'clock. So that was amazing last time. For I cut for, a lot of weight for that last fight. Oh, of course. You know, I, I saw the other interview that you did, and you mentioned that you were at 215 or something like that. Yeah, 20 pounds in three days. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, now. For, uh, you know, for a fighter like you, you know, you've mentioned that you're not really chasing titles. You just want to be, you just want to entertain. You want to have good fights. Don't you think that catchweights should, you know, they should put more fights with catchweights on the, on, on, you know, on cards? Every time I get a call, I propose a catchweight. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy, they call, they say, he's 170. I said, can you do 175? Can you do 180? I just don't want to make 170, <laughs> you know, and they're like, nope. I was like, damn it. So 171 it is. But, yeah, I, I'm in a position where they do have the welterweight Grand Prix coming up, and that would be great to get in that because financially um, it pays off really well, and it's a great opportunity for me to fight pretty much the best in Bellator and some of the best world. So I take an opportunity like that with the same attitude. I love winning, and I have no intentions on losing. I think I'm more dangerous. With the with the um, with the attitude that I have now, than the scary kind of safe fighter. I used to knock people out, but I was still fighting safe. And now I'm just letting loose, man. I'm letting loose in the gym, and I'm definitely letting loose in, in the fights. Have you talked to them about the welterweight tournament? Because there's still, I think, half the slots are still empty. Yeah, I think it's probably uh, two, four, six, eight. I'm going to assume it's an eight-man bracket. It is. It is an eight-man bracket. And there's six guys in there for sure. You got Michael Page, definitely. Paul Daly for sure. Roy McDonald. You got Douglas Lima. You got – it was two other guys. The Christian – I can't say his name. The Russian guy used to be the champ. And there's another one that's slipping my mind. There's six guys for sure. Mm -hmm. Then you have me. Um, you have Joey Davis, you have the up and comer, which I'm not sure if he'll get in. He's so young, he's so new. Um, then you have uh, what's the guy named from Penn State, the wrestler, uh, Ed Root. You have there's gonna be a toss up of guys. Um, winning this fight would definitely put me in a position to conversate with them, but right now, you know, I'm on one organization, mm -hmm. they've never seen me fight at 170, so I'm using this fight as almost like an audition. You know, I'm not looking past this fight by any means, but. I have a four-fight deal, so I ain't going nowhere. So I need to go out there and put on a damn good show, you know? Amosov, he's an undefeated 24-year-old Ukrainian. All of his fights have been in Europe. He's unknown in North America. 
what intrigued you about this young prospect? It's just like everybody else, I mostly fought. I fought so many tough guys that nobody knew. You know, at one point, nobody knew who Machida was. At one point, nobody knew who, you know, a lot of these guys were before they got to where they um, are. The only good thing about this one is people actually starting to respect guys from other organizations. So his record alone shows that he's definitely game. And they say, oh, he may have not fought anybody. I don't believe that. I don't care if everybody he fought was 0-100. He's still a badass of mine, and, and we're going to prepare for him. Um, he's definitely n never faced a guy in America, that's all I can say. I don't know how tough his opponents were over there, but I'm not going to judge him by it. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I don't turn down fights. I don't. Only way, only, the only way I'll turn down a fight is if I can't make weight. That's it. And that's rare. I'll, I'll try my best to make weight. Um, I can't take a late notice. 70 fight it's just too hard for me to make 170 but i just look at my opponents like a challenge you know um why dodge a challenge does preparing for a guy like him create a different vibe <coughs> in your training camp <coughs> no nah, we train for everybody the same physically and technically we know their habits and their strengths but no nah, man if you get too caught up in your training camp worried about what your opponent's going to do. It kind of screws up your game plan. So we'll be ready for him. You've been in the game for a long time. You know, there's yeah. been new training methods that are introduced. Fighters are incorporating technology into their regimen. What have you taken advantage of to elevate your performance? Um, I'm not like a Stone Age type guy or I'm not stubborn, but I haven't changed much at all. Um, I've been pretty successful with what I got. I study a lot more. Social media has allowed us to, um, the internet's way more popular now. I, I read all the time, um, more video. I used to get videos on DVD back in the day. There was no YouTube videos available to watch fights. I mean, I'm so, I got fights back. People got VHS tapes on fights. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, when I started fighting, we was using camcorders with the little tapes in them. So. You know, it's social media, you can look somebody up, boom, and find out something so quick. Um, that's about it. But as far as we don't use, like, no heart monitors and stuff like that. Um, we're kind of old school. We're old school. I think we picked it up a little bit more. Competition got a little stiffer. And that's it. I, I don't really do the technology thing, man. I just push myself to the limit. Yeah, because you see a lot of guys nowadays, they're cryo chambers and – Hyperbaric. I, I tried that. I tried that. That was fun. It was good. You like that? <laughs> yeah. I've never been a recovery type dude, um, but I, I had a sponsor. That's funny that you said that. That came to one of my fights and it was like, just come try it out. And I tried. It was cool because I don't like ice baths. I can't do ice baths. And they're like, it's, it's, it's better than an ice bath. So, yeah, that was cool. But, you know, nothing else. They tried to do this. This isn't um, technology, but they tried to needle me, whatever acupuncture yeah i was like hell no so, <laughs> you stick no damn needles in me man that'd be the day somebody robbed the place and i'm stuck in there with 20 needles in my arm <laughs> you're fighting close to home compared to your opponent how big of a difference does it make to be closer much closer to the venue it's a damn headache i don't care what nobody says you can ask any fighter it's an honor to fight in your town, but it's also annoying as hell. Um, 
I have tickets for my people because in case the venue sells out, I have 35 tickets from Bellator, which I really like. They allow us to sell tickets. They don't make us sell tickets. Um, I was like, let me get about 30, 35 tickets for my people. In case this show sells out, they'll be able to get in. You know what I mean? But, dude, people are so slow. Oh, I'll have the money next week. Can you hold two tickets for me? I had somebody tell me they're going to buy their tickets on fight day from me. <laughs> you're going to buy your damn tickets from me on fight day. Um, fighting locally, it'll, it'll shock you, man. Um, I've sold a, a, a ton of tickets at local fights, but you'll be shocked at the family and friends that don't show up. It's shocking to me, man. I see friends going on trips to out of overseas and family members traveling across the country. I'll fight, you know, in downtown and they won't show up, you know? So it's a little dis um, disappointing that the people closest to me are most likely the least or last to get tickets to my fights. So it is frustrating, man. But I tell you what, I wasn't supposed to be on this card. And at first I was worried about being on the undercard. I was like, damn, man, I didn't have a good showing last time. And they're like, nah, dude. They're like, this card was full. They just added me to the card. Like, this is an extra card. So I'm just lucky to be on the card, man, seriously. So my undercard status is cool with me. I ain't tripping. It's hard on my sponsors, though. I lost a lot of sponsors, but at the same time, I got to fight. So, you know, I'm not tripping on that. You signed a four-fight deal with Bellator. By the end of this contract, what would you like to have accomplished with this promotion? I'm just being super honest. My goal is to take care of my family, man. So I like how Rampage fights. Rampage, win, lose, or draw, people want to see him fight. And he goes out there and he just puts it down. And we had a good talk after my last fight. And that was one of the reasons I had that attitude. He was just like, dude, just go out there and just fight, man. Don't worry about losing. Don't worry about winning. He's like, just go, just go knock try to knock their ass out or when you guys want to see me fight my job is secure and that's my that's what i want to do because i can go out there and win i know this sounds crazy i can go out there and take down 90 percent of the guys and probably lay on them and, and kind of john fitch them no offense that just ain't my style it takes too damn long and people don't enjoy it so i i, I mean seriously i just want to by the end of these four fights i want people going yo where's that Harris? when's harris fighting again that's literally my goal and that'll increase my pay, maybe put me in the welterweight, um, Grand Prix, middleweight, whatever. But I just want to be in the mix, man. Because nowadays a win ain't enough. I need a slam knockout in Bellator. That'd be nice. You do. You do. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's coming. You never know what could come to you. Well, that, would, that would be it. That would, that would, that would definitely um, set the tone. But the bar will be raised. If I do that every fight, they're going to be like, Yo, slam them. I hear people every time I fight, while I'm walking in a cage, slam them, Hurricane, slam them. That's all they say. Well, I guarantee you people are going to be yelling that at you when you fight at Bellator. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got new shirts. I got a new nickname from Rampage called the Slam King. So I got T-shirts made, Slam King T-shirts. Oh, you better go get them. Where can we get the T-shirts? I'm a, I'm I'm where I just emailed the logo last night. So I'll know in the next day or two. I'll shoot you a Facebook message and uh I may have a link where people can order them. All right. Gerald, thank you for your time. You can catch Gerald Harris at Bellator 202. It's gonna be a fun one. Thank you for your time, man. 
man, thank you for staying up. I really apologize for running late. No, nah, man, it's all good. All right, then. Thanks for having me. For sure, man.